All right, everybody. This is episode 97 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. I am back, as always, every once in a while, like a blue moon, to uh, give you all the information there is that I have on the things that I don't really know. So, um, with that in mind, let's get started. Uh, got a lot to talk about, as always, and I will see you in a minute. Here we go. Hit that theme. All right, and we're back. And uh, with that, I actually owe you, I think, two or three Goosebumps episodes at this point. I know I haven't done them. And a lot, of, a lot of you guys I know are getting impatient. I will get those done. It's been a, it's been a rough time. It's, it's always something going on, you know? Um, I had a whole bunch of uh, Halloween episodes that I had planned. And then Halloween night, I was going to do a big uh, spook show like I do every year. But this year, it just didn't happen. Um, I've been moving my, uh, my living arrangements around in the house here and I actually have a, like a podcast studio room set up down in the basement, which, uh, is, you know, at the same time, coincidentally, my music studio room where I record everything. So why not do the podcast down here? Mostly because I'm lazy and I just do it on the couch or in the kitchen, you know? So coming down here in the basement, this is the first time I'm actually doing it in the recording studio. So I hope the sound quality is better. Um, I don't know. The last episode you guys heard, my son was on it, and it was fantastic. I know he wants to do more, and I just I haven't had the time. Timing is everything, and uh, a, a lot of it I just don't have. Everything just moves so fast in, in the days, and next thing I know, it's already almost December, and I'm going, well, where did November go? Um, and of course, you know, we had Halloween night. Um which was which was pretty different this year, pretty crazy. We decided to stay home. Um, we didn't we didn't trick or treat. I told the kids I'd get them candy, let them pick out anything they wanted. We'd do a horror movie marathons, uh, I'd buy them pizza, and we'd have just a special uh, all ghouls night, you know. And it was it was a lot of fun. I, we watched some pretty weird movies. I showed them Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, everyone always thinks it you know, is the scary clown movie. But when I was a kid, Killer Clowns is what made me scared of clowns when I was a kid. Of course, I put this movie in. Sorry, I keep hitting the mic. Um, I put this movie in, and they think it's stupid, you know, and boring. But um, that was fun, man. We watched the Banana Splits movie. That one was pretty cool. Um, yeah, just uh, <clears throat> pizzas and hanging out. We all dressed up. This was our first year we actually didn't do a Halloween theme um, you know, the year before we did Ghostbusters, before that was Adventure Time, and you know, we we've always done a theme a theme for uh, the holidays for Halloween. We did you know Star Wars, um, Super Mario, <clears throat> but my son wanted to do Stranger Things. Uh, my wife and I did the Freddy and Jason thing. She was Jason, I was Freddy, and then uh, my daughter was a genie from the show Shimmer and Shine, and uh, it worked out pretty cool. Everyone got to do their own thing and. Uh, it was nice, but <clears throat> even though I haven't been a, a more active, as I'd say, uh, in the podcast world here, um, 
I did start a new page on my Instagram account. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. It's called This Movie Page Is Just Okay, where I'm actually chronicling, um, cataloging my entire DVD collection starting at the top. And I don't know how far I'm going to go, honestly, with this because I'm in the seven to 8,000 range in the, in the DVD department. And it's been about a month, and I'm still at the very top in the horror section because I separated. The horror section goes on the top A to Z, and then after that's, you know, everything else. But I've got hundreds more to go of the horror stuff, and I, I've been trying to limit it to maybe five posts a day so you guys don't get sick of, you know, everything I'm doing. But anyway, um, so what, what really prompted me to start this tonight and make the time um, been feeling kind of, kind of bummed out in the last few days, you know, well, before I get into that, let's say, you know, I had a great birthday that happened. Um, it was different, you know, 2020, uh, sucks for all of us. Um, you know, I didn't have Comic-Con this year. I didn't, you know, I haven't been to the movies all year. Didn't get to go swimming all year. None of it. We've stayed. It's basically work and staying in the house, not even getting to go to the playground with the kids. We used to walk to the library every week. We can't do that. And, um, every year for my birthday, we go out to dinner, we watch a movie, go out to the theaters and stuff. But, uh, this year we weren't able to do that. And my wife made it really special for me took me up to this place, uh, that's all retro eighties memorabilia. And, uh, that was cool. The other places that she wanted to take me to were closed. And then, uh, we did dinner at the, uh, oldest, uh, restaurant in Denver. And it was, uh, it's rumored to be haunted. I got some cool pictures up there, and the food was excellent. Um, but yeah, mostly it's just been uh, a lot of work and a lot of staying in. And so that's where I've been. And it's, it's like, you know, a lot of times I don't have a lot to talk about because of that. I come in and I just, I don't feel like talking. <laughs> uh, I've been hooked on Shudder uh, lately. The Shudder is, it's like Netflix, but it's just horror movies. And I seem to be watching a different horror movie every day, especially with the the Instagram page I've got going on. Uh, go ahead and check that out. It's it, I got hundreds of of movie pictures so far. Um, I got tons more to go, and I'm, I'm starting to get into the more obscure ones that not a lot of people have heard of, which I really love doing because I'm a huge I'm a huge movie fan for one. I'm a huge uh, horror movie fan, so I don't know if I'm going to keep it just horror and call that good, or if I'm going to do the entire rack. That's going to take years. Uh, I'll tell you that. I probably never finish it. But, uh, anyway, going back to what, what prompted me to start this podcast tonight, um, I got good news and, and bad news. Everybody, you know, has, has that, but good news is, um, I was actually picked up. I, I didn't want to talk about this on the show until it was official. And I've been working on this for a few months. Um, I know you guys get, get the show here on SoundCloud or iTunes or Apple Music, but I've recently been picked up by Amazon Music and Audible. So you can go to either one of those and listen to the show for free, which is really cool. In my mind, it's, it's pretty compelling and I, I love that and I'm really proud. I feel, I feel really accomplished in that sense. And that's, um, that's kind of the good news I've been, I've been waiting for. So on to the bad news. Um, my dog died. Um, yesterday actually, and <clears throat> honestly, I've, I've always, uh, you know, we've always had animals and stuff and I, I didn't think that I never, I didn't realize, I guess that it was going to hurt as much as it does. And, uh, I've been on a, 
in a really dark place um, yesterday and today. It's been a it's been a, a huge hole, and uh, the house is is definitely different. It's it's definitely weird. So here's the thing i i gotta i gotta go back and tell you a story here so she was a puggle i don't know if you guys know what that is you know part part puppy part muggle you know i'm kidding it's a it's a pug beagle mix and sweetest little dog and and how we got her um i i was friends with this dude um years years ago we worked together he was a he's a drummer um we we bonded over our love for the band Kiss, and uh, I mean this dude knew as much, if not more, than me about Kiss, which is very rare to find. And um, we used to trade tapes, and he had a bunch of bootlegs and concerts and stuff that I had never seen. I had stuff that he hadn't seen, and we just we bonded over that and uh, hung out a few times. He was into vintage uh, like pinball machines and stuff like that. It was really really cool. Weird dude, weird dude, and he was into. A lot of crazy stuff. I think I think uh, he ended up spoilers becoming a cult leader or uh, part of a cult. I don't know. I cut ties with him a long time ago, but he had this little dog, uh, this little this little pug puggle uh, puppy, and she was maybe about a year and a half. And uh, I I saw the way he was he was treating this this dog poorly. You know, she was she was pretty abused. And, uh, there was one time I had, I had gone over to, to his house to hang out with him and, uh, she was in a crate and the crate was standing up on its sides. So she was forced to be standing on the, the metal part of the grate and just crying. And he had kept her in there for a couple of days, no food, no water, nothing, just had her standing on that grate. And I thought to myself, this is, this is horrible. This is inhumane. I, I can't have this. And, uh, and I'm telling him, you, know, you can't do that to your, to your dog, man. This is, this is wrong. And I find out not too long after he, uh, he's, he's saying, you know, we, we can't handle the dog anymore. We're going to get her euthanized. This dog's about a year and a half old. And I said, look, don't do that. Let me take her. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I said, let me take her. And he's, he's got two kids and he's like, yeah, all right. You can have the dog under the condition that my daughters can come see her whenever they feel like. Yeah, whatever. Okay, that's fine. So I get this dog and, um, you know, I'm asking questions. Hey, you know, do you have you know, like dog food or anything like this? My first, my wife, uh, we, so this is before we were married. She, she had always wanted a dog. She's a big animal person. And I always said, no, 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 no. And I had rearranged, I had arranged this thing to where I was going to get the dog as a surprise for her. I didn't tell her she was at work that day and I wanted her to come home and see this new puppy in the house. And, uh, so I was asking him, you know, Hey, do you have any, you know, dog food or, you know, how much does she eat per day? And I come to find out this, this year and a half old dog had never tasted dog food in her life, abused, beaten, stuffed in a crate. Oh, but he gave her the best, uh, you know, bottled water that you could find. You know, she wouldn't drink tap water, but she lived off table scraps and, uh, secondary foods. And, and, uh, for dessert, her daughter, his daughters would always give her a bar of chocolate every night. I thought this dude is, you know, a horrible uh, piece of garbage at this point. And I said, look, that that's not going to happen. So I get this dog, and not even a, a day or two later, she stopped breathing. 
And so I took her around down to the vet, you know, emergency. Hey, help! I don't. I just got this dog from from my friend here. I don't know anything about her, but she's she's collapsed. She's not breathing. She was severely overweight, and uh, it turns out she was just being dramatic. And I come to find that that's how she was, you know, all this time. And uh, we named her Leia because um, we're big Star Wars nerds, and she's you know Princess Leia, my my little my little puggle buddy, and. Uh, <clears throat> got her healthy, got her back, and the, the vet even recommended. She says, you know, you need to cut ties with these people immediately. Do not let them come over to see this dog anymore. Get them out of your life. And I did. And he ended up stalking me for months and and would, like, come to the house, and pound on my door, and, you know, text me all hours of the day and night about what a coward I am and all this stuff. And it, was just, it got weird. It got creepy. This coming from a dude that took his own daughter's birthdays away and won't let him won't let them celebrate birthdays because of his newfound weird cult religion. But uh, he was actually the reason I ended up getting security cameras in my house and just to keep him away from this this poor little dog, this little you know gremlin looking beast, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, fast forward and we we had her. He, he was going to euthanize this dog at a year and a half old. We ended up having her, you know, for almost 12, 13 years. And, uh, you know, she was there before we were married. She was there before the kids were born. So, you know, she was the first one to greet them in their home when they were, when they were born. So this is a huge, huge part of our family, huge loss here. And, uh, the friggin' dog would get into everything, you know. She was she was a challenge. She was a little little trash compactor. We we kept her to a strict diet, dog food, walks, water, you know. You get a treat at night and at bedtime, and <clears throat> treat when I leave the house during the day, just to know, hey, you're you're good, you know. Her and her buddy Riley, he's a little wiener dog, so I got two little ankle biters, and uh, that was our that was our thing, man. That was our dynamic. She was a she was a great. A great guard dog and a great protector of the the kids in the house and and stuff. And she would she would take naps with you. She was excellent, awesome, wonderful little loud animal. I mean, she would she was weird. She would she would grab potatoes out of the kitchen, just eat whole potatoes because you know why not. And so knowing this, we'd always have to keep things off the floor. We had gates in every room that we'd have to access. I hate mazes. I hate gates, but we had to have them. And, uh, so my, my wife is a dog groomer and for the holidays, she gets these big boxes of bulk treats and she makes uh little goodie bags for all her clients and stuff for the holidays and puts a treat and a card and a bag and sends them on their way. Well, <clears throat> the other day, you know, fast forward here, Leia decides to get into the treats when no one's around, no one's looking and she ate two full bags of them. And I don't know what was in the treats, if they were like this dehydrating, what have you, these high quality dog treats. And her body went into shock. And, uh, you know, she's throwing it up and we're giving her water and trying to coach her through it. And then the next morning she collapsed you know, right before I had to go to work in the morning. We rushed her down to the emergency to the vet. And uh, they hooked her up to a bunch of tubes trying to get her, her blood sugar up and dehydration levels down and all that stuff, get her fluids up. 
And uh, I waited all day. You know, no news is good news sort of thing. Um, they had called, given us an update. Hey, she's doing better. We got x-rays of the treats. They're whole. She didn't even chew them. We're going to go in for surgery here in a little bit. If uh, the signs are looking good, we'll get them out and get her home by tomorrow. I said, that's cool. And uh, I got off work a little late. And I, I race home. My wife's sitting on the phone on hold. I go, what's going on? What's the news? What's the news? And I'm sitting there with her as the doctor comes on and tells us that she's gone. And uh, it was devastating. It was, it was a real hard blow. And I, I didn't see it coming. None of us saw it coming. You know, who uh, who has a dog that dies from eating dog treats? You know, at least she did what she loved, right? She gorged, gorged herself on, on dog treats. But now I can't. And I, I can't get my other dog to eat. He's he's completely lost without her right now. And uh, the kids are at a devastating loss. I am too. I, I broke down like a baby. And uh, we went to go see her and say goodbye. And now the last, last, uh, last 48 hours have been pretty rough. You know, this was our... Our, our first dog, our first family member that we, we had in our home, you know, before we were even a, a thing, before we were married, this was our, our little, you know, gremlin. And, uh, you know, but then I, I think about that, that story about how we met and how I got her and how, you know, he was gonna, he was gonna get rid of her and, and basically put her to sleep at a year and a half old and I was able to, you know, get her up to 13 years. So it was 13 years of great times and, uh, she's going to be missed a lot. And, uh, it's so close to Christmas right now. You know, 2020 can, can suck on it, but uh, it's so close to, to Christmas here. And I, I didn't tell the wife or the kids this, but I got a little, um, puggle, Christmas ornament that I'm going to hang on the tree. It should be arriving the next couple of days. And I actually got us a little statue of her. Cause I had always joked around saying, you know, Hey, when you, when you die dog, I'm going to dip you in bronze. You know, you're going to be a little statue in the backyard. <clears throat> didn't mean it. And I didn't mean it this soon, but anyway, I got a little statue. That's a, it's a puggle with, uh, wings and, uh, the, the wife and kids don't know about it. It's going to be a surprise to them. And when it shows up, I'm going to, I'm going to put her collar on it and that way they can have a little thing to, to remember her by cause she was a, a huge part of the family and everyone's condolences and stuff has been really nice. And it, it's been hard for me to respond to anything. I've just been kind of, kind of out of it. And I, and I got a really good sense of humor about things and I'm, I'm really, you know, lighthearted about a lot of stuff. And I just, I, I haven't felt like, you know, joking around and that's not like me. It's not what I do. And, uh, I mean, I haven't, I carry, I don't, I don't go anywhere without my music, my headphones, my iPod. That's always on me <laughs> more. So I've forgotten my wallet and my keys more times than I have my, my music player. And, uh, I just, I've had it turned off last two days. I just, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like myself. And it's just, it's a, it's a really hard time. It's a really hard part. And, uh, it's kind of cool to, to do this show and kind of get that out there and just kind of, I don't know, try to live with it because it's, it's hard. And I, and I know my wife loves animals and stuff. She's never really 
lost an animal so close to her. I've had lots of lots of animals and dogs and cats and stuff that I've lost through the years, <clears throat> which is why I always tell her I don't I don't want animals in the house because I, I don't I don't want to feel the way I'm feeling now. And for me, it's just better to avoid it altogether, you know, than to have that that you know temporary you know love for for a being that you're gonna always outlive you know and for for a heartache that lasts forever i I don't want that so i always tell her no no animals no animals we fought about having a dog forever and you know i broke down and got her and it was like the best thing that we ever did and you know right now i just i can't i don't i don't want anyone else in the house i don't want to go through this again my other dog like i said he's gone into like a depression and i i was like i I can't lose two of them you know in a week but um now anyway on, on top of that uh we're under lockdown again or quarantine temporary quarantine so uh you know restaurants are closed um a lot of businesses and stuff are, are closing down. And most importantly, my kids are back on remote learning, which as you all know, I hated, but, um, so it's weird, man. I don't, I don't get any time alone to, to breathe anymore. And it's, Oh, I love them, but they suck the life out of me. I love them. I do. But, uh, this, this remote thing is, really rough so i don't know how's how's everyone else feeling about that (laughs) um i'm doing my thing you know it's uh sometimes kind of a blessing to just go to work to get out of the house and that's that's i don't mean that in a in a mean way i love hanging out with them but sometimes it's just like you know guys go away (laughs) i love them so anyway um before I uh, bring everybody down and, you know, I didn't warn you to grab tissues, I'm going to play a song like I do, and uh, we'll get into a top ten. We'll, we'll learn some stuff and play it by ear. So I'll see you in a few minutes. Carry you around 
All right. So I know I've played that song before on the show and some of the earlier, earlier episodes, but I still love it. It still holds up. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel today. It's just, uh, just being in the background, but, um, let's, let's get on to something fun. And I, I know that, uh, I, I got a cool top 10 list for you today. Like I do. And I know in the last few episodes, um, you guys have given me a really good positive response and on the creepy episodes that I do. Um, I do a lot of things on like cryptids and, um, what conspiracy theories and all kinds of fun stuff. So <clears throat> I know I missed Halloween and I missed Black Friday, but what if we could mesh the two together? Okay. What am I talking about? Right. Check it. Anything in life can become haunted, you know, from houses to people to patches of land to toys, ghosts will attach to anything in their power to affect. Um, and this apparently includes retail stores. So across the US and England, apparently retail stores like Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, etc. have all been the target of hauntings, whether from bad choices in placement, <clears throat> in placement or uh, from from strings of awful murders happening in the property. Ghosts of all ages and types, from benevolent to malicious, have started running amok in stores like a bad Ghostbusters remake. <laughs> so um, the good news is that I've got a list here of the top 10 most haunted stores. So you can either avoid them in future shopping sprees or, you know, go check them out and see if you can solve the murder. So number 10, <clears throat> this is the John T. King Used and Rare Books. Uh, which is located in, in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, in Detroit, there's no shortage of possible hauntings. And in fact, you'd probably expect many places there to be haunted, given the amount of ruined buildings, abandoned factories, and the murder rate of almost uh, a murder per day. So uh, the most notable haunting in Detroit's retail sector, however, seems to be the ghost that haunts John T. King used and rare books. Uh, the store... <clears throat> standing four floors tall, housing over a million books, separated into 900 categories, is also home to a couple of ghosts. Uh, the first ghost is reportedly a man who killed himself on the third floor of the glove factory in which the bookstore is now housed after suffering heartbreak from being rejected by a co-worker. Uh, he is supposedly responsible for many sightings, cold spots, and echoing footstep-like sounds in the building and was authenticated by a psychic. Uh, the second ghost was acquired alongside many books bought from the estate of a murder-slash-suicide victim. Although not dangerous, the ghost reportedly annoys employees by generating cold spots and knocking scores of books off the shelves. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. <clears throat> Number nine is the Market Basket Grocery Store. Um, in Wilmington, Massachusetts, there's a grocery store known as the Market Basket. This store is the employer of one... Christina Bush, a 25-year-old psychology major who has worked for the company since she was 14. Christina didn't believe in ghosts, not, <clears throat> not had she uh, ever seen anything weird in her local store until March of 2019. While uh, standing at the bakery counter ringing up another customer, Christina reportedly looked up and saw an elderly woman in a white nightgown and hair cap standing barefoot a few feet away, staring at her. She looked down at the counter, then quickly back up, and the woman had vanished. <clears throat> Startled, she searched the store for the woman, but she had vanished. Without a trace, independent research into the situation by Christina turned up few clues, although others responded to her questions saying they had seen a similar 
uh, seen similar apparitions in the store, and one woman claimed to have seen that exact ghost in her own home just a few blocks from the store. It's like America was built on some kind of ancient Indian burial ground or something, right? (laughs) Uh, Number eight, the San Francisco Safeway. The San Francisco Bay Area is no stranger to hauntings, but perhaps the oddest haunted place is the local Safeway in the Sunset District. Safeway, a national grocery chain, is best known for the jokes about their terrible house brand ice cream, but now might be known for other reasons. Ghosts. The San Francisco Safeway is haunted by at least one incredibly eerie ghost, a little boy about eight years old. Side note, there's nothing scarier than ghost children. That's... That's a big one for me. That uh, old old women. Creepy. AF, right? Uh, Appearing mostly at or around midnight, the child has been seen by multiple employees, usually sitting on the floor, curled in the fetal position, or standing in a corner facing a wall with his face hidden, like some kind of Blair Witch nugget. Um, Sorry. The Safeway was supposedly built on the site of an old hotel, which was burned to the ground for insurance money. It's unknown if the boy perished in the flames or if he was there long before that. While his origins remain a mystery, his presence is a concrete fact to those who have seen him. Uh, Number seven, the Diamond Center. In Anchorage, Alaska, the Diamond Center Mall is a point of some contention. Although a few, although a few dispute, dispute words. Let's uh, back up and rewind that for a second here. In Anchorage, Alaska, the Diamond Center Mall is a point of some contention. Although few dispute the notion that it is in fact haunted, the arguments come from how it came to be haunted in the first place. Got it out. See there? Take two, right? (laughs) Many people claim that the mall was built on a burial ground, the construction stirring up restless spirits. Others assert that no such burial ground could have existed as the area was barren and layered with hard permafrost before the mall was built. Thus, the ghosts have to be from the many deaths at the mall from things such as aneurysms, shootings, and freon leaks slash vampires. Am I right? They do seem to all agree, however, that the ghosts are mostly found lurking in bathrooms and hallways and that the three most frequently cited are the woman who supposedly died while mall walking the tall man, and the child. It might be worth a look if you're ever in Alaska. Note to self, don't go to Alaska, right? Number six, the Alabama Sam's Club. That's a that's a haunting sentence all within itself, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm just kidding, Alabama. Oxford, Alabama has made a... Tr- let's see, let's take two on that too, man. I'm getting ahead of myself. My uh, My lips aren't working as fast as my brain. So... <laughs> Uh, Take two. Oxford, Alabama made a tragic and highly cursed mistake in 2009, letting Walmart build a Sam's Club in their town. This in and of itself would not normally cause too many problems, but this particular Sam's Club decided to take up residence over an area that required them to bulldoze Native American cultural mounds using the dirt as foundation fill. Did they not learn anything from Denver's Cheeseman Park or the movie Poltergeist? Come on, people. Former mayor of Oxford, Leon Smith, insisted that the mound ain't never been a burial ground and was a natural formation and at most used for smoke signals. The fact that the construction was plagued by disasters like sinkholes and severe economic troubles didn't seem to bother the people in charge of the project at all, as they plowed ahead with destroying the rock and dirt mound, while the mayor took to claiming he was full-blood engine in an attempt to stave off criticism. 
Mayor Leon was decidedly not Native American. Although the store itself has not much poltergeist-like activity since the construction, the numerous setbacks and unfortunate accidents during construction suggested that the land is definitely haunted and possibly cursed. Um, number five. This is great. <coughs> Excuse me. Number five. Guitar, amp, and keyboard in Brighton, England. See, it's not all about America, guys. Brighton, England has its fair share of ghosts, as does all of Britain, but a personal favorite is the rock and roll ghost of guitar, amp, and keyboard. The ghost has been caught on video at least twice being a spooky little devil and messing around with customers and merchandise in the store. One video shows the ghost appearing as a full-body apparition and striding towards a customer who doesn't notice at all. The second, taken while the store was closed, shows the ghost, now invisible, rattling the guitars and pulling a price tag off of a fender throwing it to the ground. Maybe he didn't like Fender. Maybe he's like me. I agree with him. Fender's garbage, guys. <laughs> Although there could be logical explanations for the moving guitars and snapping price tags, I just can't seem to think of any. Nor could the store owners, perhaps the ghost is a frustrated rock star, stopped in for one last great performance on their way to the ferryman. So, that's uh, that. Number four, Seawall Walmart. Here we go. Haunting at Walmart again. This time it's in Galveston, Texas. Texas, much like Brighton, has no shortage of ghosts and ghouls haunting its fair city. None have quite the impact, however, of the ghosts in, in the Seawall Walmart. Built on the former site of St. Mary's Orphan Asylum. Good God, Walmart. <laughs> have some restraint in picking cursed locations to build, guys. Come on. The Seawall Walmart has been plagued with hauntings from the start of construction. St. Mary's, destroyed in the hurricane of the 1900, of 1900, saw the deaths of 90 children, 10 nuns, 100 dead at one blow, and that's not that's got to be enough bad energy to curse the land it stood on for at least 200 years. And apparently it has, as the Walmart has several ghosts reported to be within its walls. The most notable is a child who cries out heartrendingly for its mother. The other ghosts mainly giggle, and if the employees are to be believed, play with and even steal pallets of toys. Uh, personally, I think they've earned the right. Um, so get over it, Walmart. <laughs> Number three, Sunnyvale Toys R Us. Now, you know that this list is a little bit older because, as we all know, Toys R Us no longer exists and is itself a ghost of the past. So, California, the land of sun, beaches, and apparently ghosts. A favorite being the ghost of the Sunnyvale Toys R Us, a ghost by the name of Crazy Johnny. Um, all right. According to legend, Crazy Johnny was a preacher employed by one Martin Murphy who owned the land the Toys R Us was built on. Crazy Johnny, who was supposedly suffering from uh, an encephalitis, was in love with Martin Murphy's daughter, Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth, however, was in love with a lawyer and planned to marry him. Crazy Johnny was so upset by the news that in his grief and rage, he lost his grip on the axe he was using to chop wood, struck his leg, severing the artery and bleeding out in minutes. Uh, you picked a winner there, uh, Elizabeth. Of course, he didn't quite stay down, and instead of reportedly rising as the famous ghost of the Sunnyville Toys R Us, opening and closing doors, whipping papers around, whispering over the intercom, and frightening several psychic investigators. Spooky. Number two, Pike Place Market. Seattle, Washington boasts that it might that it contains the most haunted location in the entire state. And it very well might. So <clears throat> 
Home to at least five distinct ghosts, the Pike Place Market is full of knocks, cold spots, and things that go bump in the night. And from the sightings of uh, Princess Angeline, an elderly Native American woman with a red scarf and basket, to Jacob, a young boy who haunts the bead shop, the ghosts all have distinct personalities and living identities. Uh, one of the ghosts, Nora the Psychic, is said to inhabit a crystal ball in Sheila's magic shop and moves the inventory through all hours of the night. That's got to be frustrating as a shop order. Number one, save the best for last. This is known as Murder Kroger. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia may not be the most haunted town in the state because that honor goes to Savannah. But uh, it does have the most unique hauntings. No Civil War ghosts or lingering spirits of the Victorian era here. Instead, Atlanta hosts the infamous Murder Kroger. Uh, Murder Kroger, as its name suggests, has been the site of at least four murders since 1991. Uh, the first, Cynthia uh, Prioliao, I, I hope I, did, I, I didn't say that right, I know that, Prioliao, was shot in the parking lot. <clears throat> In 2002, a dead body was found in the car of the Kroger, followed by a murder in a building which shared the parking lot with the unfortunate Kroger, and then yet another shooting in 2015. Though no one had been able to provide evidence of any ghost, many residents of the neighborhood surrounding the Kroger have reported that the entire place has a nasty energy to it, feeling of anger. Or did until they tore it down and put up another Kroger in its place in late 2019. The new Kroger with a roof covered in grass and beehives has inherited the nickname but supposedly not the bad juju yet so there you have it the top 10 most haunted retail stores uh in the county in the country so i've got one it's not on the list here i used to work for a company um that rivaled whole foods uh they were known as sunflower at the time uh they got bought out by sprouts but uh, the location that I was at was the old Elitch Gardens uh, in, in downtown Denver. <clears throat> Not downtown. This was on uh, the old one down on, on, on 38th. But there's uh, the, the, what do you call it? The theater's still there. And the, man, I'm drawing a blank. What do you, what do you call it? Anyway, there, the pergola or whatever, it, it's still there. But uh, the building itself was was haunted, and I was stocking overnight groceries there, and it was it got pretty creepy. They they told me her name was Mary Mary Elich. Um, I don't know if that was her real name, but uh, late at night, man, the the lights would swing back and forth. Um, things would fall off the shelves randomly, especially on Halloween. Halloween was a creepy time because they closed, and and we were there overnight. Um, stocking the shelves and stuff and i remember halloween night <clears throat> probably about 11 30 p.m i was in the candy aisle and several bags of gummies and lifesavers and chocolate bars all flew off the shelf at once as i had just gotten done stocking the aisle and they i watched and they all flew off the shelf it reminded me of the librarian scene in the, the original ghostbusters but uh that was creepy um Lights would flicker on and off, but the, the 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 light would swing. There was one one light; it would just swing back and forth as if there was someone on it using it as a swing. Creepiest stuff, but uh, the worst part. And I still get chills talking about it. 
I was uh, in the dairy cooler one night, and I was stocking the milks and the yogurt and rotating them and stuff. And it, it's a it's a loud cooler. It's its own private room, and you're in there, and uh, someone kept turning the light off. And I thought, okay, these guys are messing with me. Nope. Turns out I was by myself that night, and uh, there was no one there to flick the lights on and off. And there was one point where the light was turned off, and I felt something shove me from behind. And that's when I got up. I yelled, nope, too far. You've crossed the line. Not doing this. And not so, um, you know, colorful language. And I uh, I got out of there. And I, I turned on the light, ran out, and said, nope, I'm done. I'm going home for the night. And I ended up transferring out of there not too, uh, not too much longer after. I, guess. I, f- I figured if someone's going to be in there and, and shove me, then uh, I'm probably not wanted here. So I will take the hint and go. But uh, there you have it, man. Have you guys ever worked at a at a haunted place? Do you, you have one better than the ones that I've listed? Go ahead and contact me, man. I'm at, uh, you know, uh, justokpodcast at gmail.com, which I, uh, I haven't checked in a while. So we'll get on that tonight and get on our emails. And then uh, you can also write to me at on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Also on Instagram uh, at uh, kiss member 34 or now this movie page is just okay, which I'm, I'm running both of those things. It's been a lot of fun um, for now. Let's get into our trivia department and we'll see how that takes us. I've been having a lot of fun with this one, and as you know, because I say it all the time, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and I I uh, am a musician because I love the band Kiss. So I decided to do this segment as a Kiss trivia segment for those of you who, like me, love Kiss. So I'm gonna do an easy one for you. Uh, what year did the album Crazy Nights come out? So that's a that should be a really simple one. Uh, go ahead and email me the answer for your no prize at uh, justokpod at gmail.com. Now, let's check our email folder, and we'll see where we're at in the email segment. I know you write me sexy letters. I know you write me sexy letters. I got a letter to the other That's a crazy email theme song, and I'm sorry if I blasted your eardrums out. I, I made that on a whim. I love playing it. I love hearing it. And uh, here we go. This one comes from Anonymous. So uh, <clears throat> it says, have you gotten a smaller handheld gas propulsion magnetic grappling hook? I will be prepared to pay up to $70 million for this product. Dude, 
I told you to message me privately on that one because uh, I don't want a little. I don't want the information getting out. Okay, so uh, we'll uh, put a pin in that one until next time. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going through here. Man, even with my glasses on, this is hard to read because I am kind of blind. Okay, let's see here. This is titled, I've Had It and I'm Done. Oh, that's not good. Uh, It says, we've been friends for nearly 15 years, from kindergarten through high school, and our paths crossed for the final time as freshmen in college. You, me, uh, Ursula, Ann, Vivi, and Nanette had so much fun at your mom's wedding. I thought we would be companions forever. How dare you take money from us? Babette and Victoria Lynn sadly passed, and we need money for their funeral. Can you send $90,000 via Western Union immediately? Uh, Broman and Bruschetta have contacted Caddy Sark and Tamaharder on advice on how to proceed. Please ask your mom for money. Thanks, Tammy. No, Tammy. Thank you for the wonderful email. Haven't heard from you in so long. Have you been? All right, so that ties up our email segment and our trivia and our episode this week. Uh, it's been it's been interesting, that's for sure. From uh, from sad sad news to spooky demons to people wanting ninety grand from me, like I'm made of money. All right, well, that's the show this week. Um, get on me, guys. I, I I'll keep doing this. I'll be back. I love doing the show. I just Need to make time, uh, even when it's hard to speak. And uh, that's what I'm here to do, right? So we'll do it. Um, you, like I said, you can message me anytime, justokpodcast at gmail.com or the Facebook page at this podcast is just okay. Check out the movie page on Instagram at this movie page is just okay because it's rocking. And I try to do a little tidbit of each movie that I post up there. Um, if I have the time or if I feel like it, sometimes I just put the movie up because what is there to say? So there you have it, man. That's the show. Have yourselves a week and I'll catch you guys next time.